Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. This is Shannon, and I am here with Mika, Stacy, Sarah, Natalia, and Melissa. And we are talking about some great books coming out in April. I say this every month that we gather for one of these episodes, but there are so many fantastic books out in April. So we have three each to tell you about. But before we get started, we have the usual housekeeping information. I will then turn it over to Mika, followed by Stacy, then me, Melissa, Sarah, and lastly, Natalia. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So my first book that I'm going to talk about today is a book called Near You by Mary Burton. And much like many of the books that I tend to choose, um, it's the second in the series and I didn't realize it, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Why read a series in order when you can just do what you want? So (laughs) don't tell Natalia. (laughs) So this book, um, this book is about a forensic psychologist um, named Anne and she is pairing up with a with a Montana highway patrol person named Bryce and they are trying to catch a serial killer who um, who douses my god I just read this blurb I haven't read it in a while (laughs) my goodness um, he douses his living victims with gasoline and sets them on fire, question mark. Yikes. Um, so not, you know, not sounding like the nicest of serial killers. Not that any of them are nice, but that's a super horrible way to go out. And um, and there is someone who um, was like <clears throat> exonerated from um, with with um, for doing some killings. Um, because I believe that these are very familiar is a familiar MO and Elijah is, has been exonerated, but apparently Elijah can't just live his life as an exonerated um, (laughs) ex-con. He, he has to have an obsession with Anne. So um, this book comes out on April the 13th. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to it, but I will give some caution. Um, Mary Burton, I've not read this series, but Many of the ones that I have read by her, they are romantic suspense, but they're, they tend to lean heavier on the suspense. And sometimes I, I really feel 
like some of the romance is lacking. It's not enough as I would like. And then they typically end abruptly. And so I'm like, I need an, I need an epilogue. <laughs> so I don't know if this book has that, um, but I am very cautiously optimistic. She always provides a very, very good, very suspenseful, high octane um, mystery. And I'm typically frightened for everyone involved. Mary Burton is pretty brutal she she really like she she really is she's murdering everybody in these books <laughs> so <laughs> her books have a pretty high body count well these aren't your like big hug books mika I no, no no like they're books that i need a big hug after i've read them <laughs> so i had a really hard time this month um when i emailed all the books i wanted to talk about to the group um, we're supposed to choose three and I chose eight. Um, so it just goes to, this is just to say that there are so many, so many good books coming out and had a really hard time narrowing it down to three, but this book has been on my TBR since, um, I want to say last October. And I'm talking about the drowning kind by Jennifer McMahon. And I love this author so very much because she writes some freaky shit. And I think she's amazing. If you like books with ghosts, if you like books with some scary stuff, um, and always with some interesting history, you will like Jennifer McMahon. So in The Drowning Kind, we have a social worker named Jax, and she ignores nine calls from her older sister, Lexi, one day. Because Lexi has been um, experiencing some episodes of mania um, over the last year or so, and has been increasingly pushing her sister away. Well, the next day, Jax realizes that she should have answered her sister Lexi's calls because now Lexi is dead at her grandmother's oh. estate. And Jax whoops. has to go there. Whoops, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about sisters, like, you know, and, and dying when they're awake Nothing. and missing calls? No, if I mean, any like, one of you calls me nine times, I just want you to know that I will answer. Uh, Thank you, Mika. Good. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm here so for anyway. you. <laughs> so Jax goes to her grandmother's estate to begin cleaning up, cleaning out Lexi's things. And when she's there, she realizes <clears throat> that Lexi has been doing research into the history of the family and of the estate and has kind of learned some pretty dark secrets that Jax was not privy to. But then we jump to 1929 and young Ethel. Ethel is a newlywed and all she wants is a baby. And she just, dear God, she just wants a baby. And her husband trying to distract her takes her to this beautiful new hotel. And it is said there that if you go make into baby. the waters, no, well, they can probably make a baby there too, but they, it's said that if you go into the waters there, wishes are granted. But what poor Ethel does not know until likely too late is that whatever wish is granted in equal measure must be taken away. Oh. And that is all I know about The Drowning Kind by oh, Jennifer God. McMahon. But let me tell you, I will be very excited to read it upon you its release trust day. Anything. No. <laughs> no. You can't trust anything. You can't you even really trust can't. water anymore. Can't, well... <laughs> <laughs> I swear I read something about this book that it was something to do with um, an old swimming pool. Um, and oh, I don't God. know. I feel like um, 
I feel like the synopsis has been changed slightly since then, but I remember talking to Shannon about it like last October and saying, holy yes. crap, these might be ghosts in a swimming pool. <laughs> um, <laughs> do I want to read this on vacation? Yes or no. Hashtag never swimming again. Yeah. And <laughs> this, my friends, is The Drowning Kind by Jennifer McMahon. And it comes out for your reading pleasure or perhaps fear on April 6th, 2021. I always put her books to read and I don't and I love her synopsises and I, I don't think I have read one book by her I have read oh, you read the night it? sister right yes the or the, was sister. it the I Weezer like people I, no you read the I, I might have read sister. the night sister yeah. I think you're right I, I either read it or have it on my to be read I'll let you know Shannon read it and even though there were ghosts she liked it you said it right Shannon super creepy yeah because it wasn't Shannon quite liked a ghost. ghost it was like some kind of no way like deadly oh my God. like it wasn't quite a ghost it was like it was called something else. It was like a, almost like a demon, but not. <laughs> so my first pick tonight, this I, I feel like is a, a flip on how things usually go. Usually people are talking about all kinds of nice, happy, sunny, warm books. And I decide that we should have something brutal and terrible. But right now I have kind of a nice, Warm, what snuggly what yes. no way. happening <laughs> what where the ghosts live happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> no they, there are no ghosts so my first book tonight is the second in the rogues and remarkable women series by vanessa riley oh, this uh. is an earl the girl and a toddler oh my god it is the follow-up to 2020's A Duke, The Lady, and a Baby. So this is the story of a young woman who comes to London from Jamaica. And in route, she is somehow involved in a really, really bad accident aboard ship. And as a result, she has amnesia. She does not know who she is, where she came from, really anything about herself. And so, of course, as you would expect, she ends up in Bedlam. Oh, no good. So now it is up to this Lord Ashbrook, who is also a barrister, to figure out a way to get her out of Bedlam because he's pretty sure that this is not where she belongs. Like he doesn't think she's insane. He doesn't think she's a criminal. He doesn't really know who she is, but he wants to figure it out and he doesn't want to do it like behind the walls of a mental hospital. So he works to get her out and to reunite her with the people that she was coming to London um, to see. And if you have read the previous book in this series, um, this heroine is a side character that you get to know a little bit about there. And so I'm really looking forward to reading her story. I loved last year's book. I felt like there was such incredible disability representation here, as well as just a really awesome story that didn't focus on, you know, this is for kind of my historical hating people who don't want to read about poll rooms. Um, this is a historical <laughs> that even though the aristocracy is involved, you don't really spend a lot of time in those sort of stereotypical historical romance locations. So I'm really looking forward to this. 
It is an Earl, the girl, and a toddler, Rogues and Remarkable Women, book two by Vanessa Riley. It comes out on April 27th. I need to happy need about the those. toddler part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now, when we think of twins, we always think that they are alike. They have their own language. They oh, do no. the same thing. They dress alike. Well, in the good sister, it is not that way at all. This is a <laughs> book about these. This is a book about twins that could be just as different as night and day. It's okay. It is. The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Um, this is a new author for me. I just <gasps> like the title. So I love the title. And I've been intrigued by lots of books like this lately. <laughs> so, so um, and the synopsis does say that they are different than night and day as twins. So I'm not sure yet if it's going to be an evil twin or one's going to be, you know, they're going to disown each other. I can't wait to find out. (laughs) April 13th, The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. (laughs) You are. I read this last night, actually. Oh! (laughs) And it is um, not a Stacey and Sarah book. No, you will not. Appreciate... Our 20s aren't like that. <laughs> no, no, our 20s are not. You will not appreciate the depiction of twins in this book. Yes, that is yes. all I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like Sally Hepworth, both her thrillers and her more kind of um, women's fiction novels. She's an Australian author, and I think she is fantastic. Do you know who else is fantastic? A lot of people. Rosie Dannon or Rosie Danan. I'm not sure how to say her name, but I know oh. that her books fill my heart with joy. So we all know that Natalia and I rhapsodized about the roommate that came out last year. Yes! And now, yes, I know. And now coming out on April 6th is the intimacy experiment. And I've been waiting for this book. I am so excited. So this is about a character in the roommate named Naomi. And Naomi is, um, she was a, um, I think I'm saying she was a sex worker. So she was um, a porn star. I hope that's appropriate to say. And she co-founded a sex positive startup. And it's like amazingly huge. And I don't want to get too much into this company that she co-founded because it's a big part of the roommate, but it's like an amazing, she's wildly successful and she has a lot of um, degrees and she's just an amazing person, but in, you know, snotty higher ed, they don't want her to come and lecture about what she calls the intimacy experiment. So enter Ethan, who is um, a rabbi Ooh. and they are, he was in like this LA mag as like this hot up and coming bachelor. And he's given his own synagogue because they want to bring millennials, um, in and 
but he's struggling. He's not doing very well. And so basically the board gives him three months to get more people in or he, they'll have to close the doors of his synagogue. Oh, so enter Naomi and they develop a syllabus and a, they're going to lecture together about modern intimacy but they don't realize that when they build a syllabus for love and modern intimacy, that it's going to put them to the test. And that, friends, is all I know about the intimacy experiment. But this is what I'm going to tell you. If it's anything like The Roommate, it is going to be a wonderful book. I wish I had more to say about it, but there wasn't much. So the only thing oh my I God, do know Naomi is with a with a rabbi. That's crazy. I know. I know. If anybody's read it, they're just probably like chuckling right now. But I mean, all I know is on April 6th, when the intimacy experiment experiment, the intimacy experiment <laughs> by Rosie Dannon comes out, I will be buying it. I cannot wait. Oh, this is so annoying. I keep saying it on episodes, <clears throat> but you know, now I'm going to have to read these books. All right, I guess it's my turn. It is. I am going to talk about a next book by an author that a lot of us love on this podcast. And it's Brittany Morris. And this book is called The Cost of Knowing. And they say that this is like Dear Martin meets They Both Die at the End. So it's kind of like it's it's a young adult thriller. I haven't read either book, but now I feel like I should. I've Before read these come um, out. They both die at the end. And I really like it. Oh. I have to I have to I have to read both of them, but apparently these two books get together, had a baby, and this is it. So this book is about Rufus. Uh, Rufus is 16. Actually, his name is Alex Rufus. He's 16. <laughs> He's he works at an ice cream shop, which is like I don't know why, but I think that's super cool right now. Maybe it's because I really want ice cream. <laughs> Um, he's really close to his younger brother, Isaiah. He wants to be the best protector that he can be. Uh, he wants to be the best boyfriend he can be to his girlfriend, Talia. But for some reason, he's always falling short. Now, why, Why, as I did, I imagine, you wonder uh, a teenager who's doing what teenagers do, it feels like he's falling short. Well, the thing with Alex is that every time he touches something, he sees his future or its future, the object. So it's really hard for him to be present. Uh, in his actual life, when every time his hands touch something, well, he sees something else. Like, for example, when he touches an ice cream co- scoop, he sees it scooping ice cream. When he touches his car, he sees it totaled underwater. When he touches oh. his girlfriend, he sees them break up. Um, and, you know, all this stuff really terrifies him, you know, because he doesn't see what leads up to these events. I mean, think about seeing your car total underwater. Are you in it or not? So, you know, all this stuff is making him really anxious. He can't really live his life the way he wants. You know, it's it's just not ordinary and no one knows about it. And then he touches a photo that gives him a vision of his brother's immediate imminent <clears throat> death. And that changes Ooh. everything because now Alex has to race against time, death and circumstances. And oh, to no. do that, they must look into the past and the future and basically figure out what it actually means to be young and a black man in America in the present. Mm-hmm. So this is The Cost of Knowing by Brittany Morris. 
And if you read Slay by Brittany like Morris, Stacey which is did. so, so good, um, you will probably, this is, I'm so looking forward to this. And this will come out April 6th, which seems to be the day of 2021. It's a good day. I really enjoyed Slay. It was about video games, which is not usually my thing. And it was young adult, which is not usually my thing. And yet, I really enjoyed the writing. It was really um, relatable, I would say. And um, it didn't make you feel like you were in a weird um, young adult movie of like people acting older than they were. So I really loved it. So this one looks good too. So the book that I want to talk about is called Witches Steeped in Gold by Shannon Smart. And that is C-I-A-N-N-O-N. It comes out on April 20th and it is the first book. It's the first book in the Witches Steeped in Gold series. And it is about two witches who are enemies. Um, So... So Aria, who has spent her life in the cell as a prisoner um, and every day brings her closer to freedom and vengeance. Ooh, um, interesting. And then Jasmine, who um, is the king's, the queen's daughter. Um, and she has no intentions of dying. Um, and then they're sworn enemies and they're all coming together for one cause. It, the book is Jamaican and Caribbean inspired. And the author, uh, she is an own voices author. I'm really looking very forward to it. And the reviews talked about that people felt very represented, um, very represented about the, about the culture presented. And I am, I am so looking forward to a witch, to a book about witches that, isn't just about like Wicca or like drawing from that. I'm really looking forward to it, drawing from some different cultures. Um, and it looks like it is young adult and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think I'd, I'd call them frenemies because it looks like they're going to have to really work together, um, even though they're very different people and, and figure out like how to take down the big bad. Um, and I always like something like that where they have to, or they have to kind of work together in spite of themselves. Um, and I love a good, I love a good revenge story. So yay. Sounds good. And again, it's Witches Steeped in Gold by Shannon Smart, which comes out on April 20th. Excellent. I need this. Me too. It's about witches. Like I need, I, I need know. a good witches. witches book. Witches who are going to have revenge. So one of my favorite things about the monthly picks episodes is finding a new author and really feeling a connection to a synopsis. And that's what happened when I saw The Road to Rose Bend, Rose Bend number one by Naima Simone. And this book is about Sydney Collins. And she left her hometown of Rosebend eight years ago. She's grieving. She was grieving her sister's death and she was rejected by her parents. So oh. that just sounds like a giant bucket of suck. And she probably <laughs> would never have gone back home on her own, except now it's not just about her. 
she has a child and she's newly divorced and she thinks it's time to come home to her caring community as a place for her child to grow up. Well, she has been sort of known about town as a rebel, but she's currently not looking for any trouble. But trouble's going to find her with one hot, hot smile. And that is widower and mayor Coltrane Dennison. And he basically has no interest in any sort of anything with Sydney or her sweet child because his heart is still broken over the death of his um, wife and son. And he's not willing to give her anything, but all that changes when Sydney's ex comes to town and begins starting problems for her. And that's all I know about this book, but I want it and I need it. And I love small town romance. It's like been like my comfort for the last year. I've been like binging different types of small town romance and I love like coming home stories. So I'm like, I'm super excited about this. Again, it is The Road to Rose Bend, Rose Bend number one by Naima Simone. And it comes out on April 27th. And I am very excited. Oh, this looks so good. Yes, I'm excited. So my second book tonight is also a coming home story of sorts. Ooh. But it is a historical mystery this is The Forest of Stolen Girls by June Herr, and it is about a detective who returns to her small Korean village in hopes of unraveling the truth about this disappearance that she and her sister were involved in years before. So basically, our heroine is a woman named Wani, and she is returning home because her father has been investigating this disappearance for years. And no matter how much he works to figure out the truth, he can't. And Wani realizes that the only way to figure it out is to return to the place where it happened. And apparently 13 young women disappeared from this village over a short period of time. And many of them were found deceased in this like really gruesome crime scene. Wani was one of these girls and she ended up surviving. And so now she kind of has like an extra stake in helping her father understand like what really happened. Um, I know that Brooke really liked the author's first book, which is The Silence of Bones. And this one just looks super excellent. It is The Forest of Stolen Girls. It's by June Herr, and it comes out on April 20th. My next book is by an author that I have really enjoyed. It is Hush Little Girl by... Lisa Regan is Josie Quinn, detective number 11. I can't believe it's 11. It just feels like I just started this series. And once again, Josie is having a tough case where it involves a child who is dead and <laughs> she finds her and then she, she goes to her home and she finds the little sister's missing and the rest of the family are dead. 
and there's these weird dolls from what I can gather from the synopsis that is left with the body and and on her car and I don't know yet how this doll ties into everything but the poor little girl is in her pajamas with one of these weird dolls on her chest. So, yeah, oh. this I think this is going to be one of the creepier ones that will creep me out for a little while. Um, and it comes out on the 14th of April, and it is Hush Little Girl, Josie Quinn, number 11 by Lisa Regan. Oh, Melissa, I don't think that's a Sarah book. Lots of children <laughs> and uh, creepy dolls. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Uh, Sarah, I read <gasps> lots of gory stuff, but I don't know if I can do this one either. <laughs> I really like this series. I really yes, do. I do. I do too. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but I don't know about like weird dolls. We'll have to see. <laughs> oh, the creepy dolls. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm super excited about my next book, which does not contain creepy dolls or, you know, um, children who are missing. Thank God. Um, it is, I am talking about a book that I'm super, super, super excited is coming out. It is called The Road Trip by Beth O'Leary. And the only negative to this book is that it's not coming out till April 29th. So I have to wait like a whole like month and a half for it to come out. And I love her. This, I know. <laughs> So this is a story of a girl named Addie and Addie and her sister are going to a dear friend's wedding in the North of Scotland. So they've packed the car, they have their road trip tunes, they have a whole playlist, they have their snacks, like they're all set to go. It's going to be real fun. But then just starting off and driving, a car runs into the back of their car and it ends up being her ex, Dylan. And Dylan's car is like totaled or dead or, you know, it's, it's not working. And so Dylan and his best mate have to pile in with Addie and her sister in this car, which is now filled with luggage and secrets. And they have oh. to drive together to Northern Scotland for this wedding. But I mean, are they really going to make it? And is Addie going to remember Dylan and their life together and what's going to happen? I don't know, but an epic road trip with snacks and a playlist and super sexy exes with secrets sounds like my type of book. So if that sounds like your type of book, I would definitely pick up the road trip by the amazing Beth O'Leary coming out on April 29th. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That was one of my eight picks. I know. Thank you for sharing. I'm very happy that you shared. I love Beth O'Leary. I think she's amazing. I just, Mm -hmm. her books always like make my heart feel flooded with joy Joy. and sappy positivity. Like I just love her books so much. Speaking of Kyla Stone. Speaking of Kyla Stone. Is that your next book? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes it is wait, my wait. next book the the book is called edge of valor and oh. it's the edge of survival series book 
what seven? Six? Six? Six, no, no, right? seven. No, no, seven? six already came out. Yeah. Oh six my god. <gasps> You're behind, Book? Sarah. Yes, Damn. Sarah. That means you have two books you can read I do. I in know. a row. And I'm the rest to. of you who have not picked up Kyla Stone have six whole gems of beauty. They are so good. So Sarah, so when Sarah talked about the first book in the series, which I will mention because I'm not going to spoil the you know, seventh book, I literally went and download, you know, bought the book. And I think, where did I get it? Like Kindle? I think it was on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, they're on Kindle Unlimited. And it's a good thing that I was so tired that day that I fell asleep and I didn't start it. Because the next day when I started it, that was it. Like, <laughs> I didn't sleep for three days trying to get through, getting through those books. And that's a big deal because I start working at five o'clock in the morning. So me staying up all night re- reading a book, it meant a lot of coffee. <laughs> but oh <laughs> my God. So the first book is called Edge of Collapse. And it's a book that takes place in the United States, more specifically in Michigan. I'm going to tell you what the what the first book's about because, you know, it's a series with an arc and I don't want to spoil this last book. So basically, the world kind of stops. And no, this is not a post-apocalyptic zombie or any, it's never nothing I've ever read before. I didn't even know this was a thing until I read this book. So the country has gone through something called an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. And for those of you who are like me before I read this book, you don't know what that means. Basically means that everything stops working. You know how like when you lose your power, but if you have something with batteries, as long as it's charged or the batteries are new, it'll work. No, everything just stops. This means that like there, I would not have my books at all like I'd have to go to my dad's garage and hunt my braille books so that I could read this is tragic tragic so this book uh, is about Hannah and you know this book as I said starts with everything going away so like the planes are falling out of the sky and the cars most of them just stop and everything is just collapsing but for Hannah this is a wonderful day because Hannah has been held captive for like the musical the last five years and the door to where she is being held captive has just unlocked because all the mechanisms are run by technology and not only that but hannah is i think like six or seven months pregnant with the child of the person that has held her captive for five years it's winter it's cold it's snowy and she escapes this room and is trying to find her way back to civilization while all this stuff is happening so um i guess that's the best summary i can give you without being spoily and you're so lucky because the book is out the first book in the series is called edge of collapse and the seventh book that i'm looking forward to is called edge of valor and it comes out on april the 28th not the sixth sad so far away oh it is the last book that i'm going to talk about tonight is called the infinity courts by akemi don bowman and i am really excited about this book so i want to set the scene for you so imagine lovely ladies that you know you're starting your life you're 18 years old you're about to graduate from high school you 
you are about to like move to a different level of relationship with your boyfriend that are with the boy that you've been in love with for years. And yet on the way to the graduation, you are murdered. Oh, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. You all were like, that's not at all where they you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And, and that is what happens to our main character, Nami, Nami, Nami Miyamoto. She is murdered. Or she has a great family. She has a whole life ahead of her. And then she's murdered. And she ends up in a place called Infinity. And Infinity is. Um, it is a place where your conscious goes when your physical bodies, when physical bodies die. Um, and it's shortly after she gets to infinity that she finds out that the newest virtual assistant, it's not your Amazon Echo, it's not your Google <laughs> Home, but it is called Ophelia. Um, <laughs> Ophelia is taking over and she is actually the queen of Fae. But Whoa. she's like as a virtual assistant and through her virtual assistants, she's able to take over. She's able to imprison humans and, and make them her slaves by them, I guess, like by them just listening to her. And it's Ooh. like a really kind of frightening. It's a it's a pretty frightening premise to me. It's creepy. Um, yeah, we all have these like, you know amazon echoes or google homes or whatever like hanging out by our bed yeah and now they're gonna like take over the world yeah that dog doesn't like that idea <laughs> the dog hates this book um and and so now she's also ophelia is also trying to take over the the afterlife as well and she's going to be and she's trying to make everyone live under her servitude as she used to have to do in the real world and even worse she's getting closer and closer to eradicating eradicating all human existence um so and what's going to happen like how is this gonna what are they what are they going to do and how is something that is so pervasive like your virtual assistant that you pair with all of your appliances and products and that you use for so many that we use for so many things how's that how will you depose the queen so um again that is the infinity courts which is infinity courts number one so the first book by akemi don bowman which comes out on da, 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 April 6th. Ooh, not too far. Mm-mm. I need this. So just a couple more weeks and this book could, it could be yours, all yours. It could. And then our um, virtual assistants will begin their quest for world domination. I already know that should that happen, I'm probably going to be the first to go. Okay, well, we'll... <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> I saved my favorite book for last. Oh, did anybody think that there would be a J.R. Ward release date that Stacy didn't talk about? Well, anybody? I mean, Bueller? <laughs> did anybody think that I wouldn't be a pushy broad and I wouldn't let somebody else talk about J.R. Ward? I mean, no. I would have loved to, but you know. 
I don't share well with others. No. So I'm super excited, but I am super, super excited about this book. It is Lover Lover Unveiled, Black Dagger Brotherhood, number 19 by J.R. Ward. And there are two sentences to describe this book. They are that we are going to learn about Savage, and he is an MMA fighter with a buried secret that can change the world of Caldwell forever. And that is all we know. And I will tell you, the Black Dagger Brotherhood series by J.R. Ward is the deep love of my life. I've been reading it since, um, I think, 2009. And um, I love this series. It is about a group of warrior vampires who are all that stands between the rest of their race and um, sort of the ending of their race by those who are out to kill and destroy. And... Each book is about a different brother who um, always comes with different baggage. Um, the sexy times are great. Um, the interaction amongst the brotherhood is just like the most amazing part of the book. So much found family and it's, in a, it's just a wonderful, sprawling, epic, beautiful world building series that I'm not even going to try to describe in any more detail. But we start at the beginning. In- Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, go ahead. I was going to say you absolutely have to read this from the beginning. Yes, not, like, this jump is in not in a middle. mood reading. No, this is not a mood reading. There's like an overall story arc that continues from book to book. Um, and the beginning of the series begins way back with Dark Lover. So if you somehow have not yet read the Black Dagger Brotherhood series by J.R. Ward, start with Dark Lover. But if you, like me, have been following this series for an epically long time, Let's all jump up and down, twirl, and dance about as we wait for the release of Lover Unveiled, The Black Dagger Brotherhood, Book 19, by the incomparable J.R. Ward. So do we still April know who 20th. the heroine is? Um, I don't really know. that. Um, we've actually gotten a few um, newsletter releases, like um, newsletters it's- emailed to us with um, sneak peeks. Okay. And I actually this time did not read them because... It's too painful <laughs> to have to wait. I couldn't do it this time. So, um, <laughs> but she's released at least three um, sort of sneak peeks at the beginning of the book. Um, okay. Cause last time I looked at the synopsis, like it doesn't talk about the heroine. So, nope. So, my last pick tonight is Hannah Khan Carries On by Asma Jalaluddin. She is the author of Aisha at Last, which either came out in 2019 or 2020. I don't remember which. Um, But this is the story of Hannah. And Hannah is a radio broadcaster. She has a podcast. She really wants to make it big in radio. And she's hoping that she can land this internship. I can't tell for sure if it's an internship or like a full-time job, but she's trying to uh, land this position at a local radio station. And there is quite a bit of competition for this. So she's not really sure if she will be successful. Meanwhile, her family's restaurant, which is called Three Sisters, is struggling because a new restaurant that is kind of I don't know, like a more upscale version of Three Sisters has just opened up. And so they're really beginning to feel sort of the the squeeze on their business and they're not sure what's going to happen. 
So Hannah is kind of torn, like she's trying to devote a lot of her attention to what she needs to do to get this job, but she's also really concerned about her family. And she's at the same time as all of this developing a friendship with one of her regular podcast listeners. And he's kind of helping her get through all of this. And she's beginning to feel a little bit more than friendship for him. And then there is a race-related act of violence that occurs. And this just sort of upends everything that Hannah thought was important in her life. Um, This reminds me of a little bit of like the Sarah Desai the Marriage Game and perhaps the Raja series by Sonali Dev in that it is a story that revolves, at least in some part, around a restaurant. And I just, I love these Eastern romances that deal with restaurants. Like I love all of the, the food and the chai and just the kind of homey atmosphere that a lot of these books have. So I'm really looking forward to this. It is Hannah Khan Carries On by Asma Jalaluddin and it comes out on April 6th. I have to read this. This has to be in my life. Adding it to my TBR. I wish I would have listened to you and Natalia about Sarah Desai earlier. I know that's not Sarah Desai we're talking about, but I mean, these romances around a restaurant just really are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My last book for tonight is one of my favorite authors, Jocelyn Jackson. Yay! And her the the title is called Mother May I? Now, the title may make you think of the games they played as kids, you know, Mother May I, and this is like Take the second. five steps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you going to come up with red light, green light next? Or... <laughs> um, red Rover. But, yeah, but this is, it is so intriguing because Mother May I is, has this woman I believe her name is Bree and she is married and she has a job and she has this rich hot husband and three kids and everything's going well but she wakes up one morning and she sees a witch outside her window. Ah. Yeah and it's not one of the nice witches you guys were talking about earlier and it's a stereotypical gray hair old woman um she has the costume on and then she everywhere she goes she sees this woman well she stops for five seconds and turns around and her infant son is gone oh no and there's a note that says don't call the police do all this stuff <clears throat> and um that's all we know So it's Mother May I by Jocelyn Jackson, and it comes out April 6th, and I hope I'll have credit by then. (laughs) So she's writing thrillers now, Jocelyn Jackson, is that right? She is. She wrote Never Have I Ever last year, Mm -hmm. and then now Mother May I. And she Um, is also narrating them. Oh, she's she's an amazing narrator. She is amazing, yes. So I have to give an ode to Stacy. Oh, I love this. Bring it <laughs> for, for telling me how good a book was. And even though I 
heard the title, The Hating Game, and thought it sounded kind of dumb, I could not put it down. So I was so, so very excited to learn that Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne is coming out. I know I can hardly stand it on April 13th. So let's talk about this book because the premise sounds so much fun. So this is a story of Ruthie who works at the front desk of this retirement home. It's like these retirement villas. Sounds like they're a little bit upscale. And she takes care of the residents and she watches like DIY YouTube videos online to take care of the property. And she works really hard. And somewhere along the way, she kind of forgot that she was young and pretty. She's very like devoted to her job. And that's basically all she lives for is her job. Enter Teddy, property owner's son. And Teddy likes to sleep late, tattoo himself, like kind of live an indolent lifestyle. And he's such a disappointment to his father because he's just kind of not what his father expected and not what he really wants for his son. And so he tells Teddy that he can come and stay at one of the vacant cottages at the um, retirement home, retirement villas, if he agrees to do work around the property. So Teddy thinks that that will be easy, you know, change a few light bulbs, you know, maybe like prune a few hedges, still get to sleep in, still get to add more like body art. But Ruthie has other plans for him because the two most wealthy female residents of (laughs) the rest home (laughs) are trying to hire yet another assistant. Their assistants only ever last less than a week because they're kind of like battle axes and they're very demanding and they can't take it. And Teddy thinks he's up to the challenge and Ruthie wants him to take the job because then he'll get out of her hair and let her go back to her life as the front desk operator. Well, these women expect Teddy to do things like drop off their Chanel gowns to the dry cleaners and cut up their Big Macs into bite-sized pieces. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But but Teddy is up for the challenge. And then suddenly he starts to teach Ruthie that maybe, I know, bite-sized Big Macs. Here we go. I didn't even know that was, wow. Yeah. Reading that part. (laughs) I just read it and laughed. So Teddy takes on the challenge of the two battle axes and um, he starts to also teach Ruthie that maybe she's young and interesting and not just all about her job. But then Ruthie finds out that the father, the property owner, wants to sell the retirement home, which would also mean that she would lose all of the like endangered tortoises in the garden. And... (laughs) She just doesn't know if Teddy was being honest with her or if, like, he really was trying to, like, help. And so... Can I adopt a tortoise? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Just go to the garden of these villas and you can find a whole bunch of them. So this book... (laughs) 
This book I am so excited to read and it's Second First Impressions by the amazing Sally Thorne. And it comes out way too long after this episode airs on April 13th. I wish it was already out because I want to read it. Okay, so the last book I am going to talk about today is called Life's Too Short, The Friend Zone Number 3 by Abby Jimenez. And I, this is the third book in the series so I highly encourage you to start with book one but actually I think each book can be read on their own they're all they all have connecting characters but each one is like a different romantic comedy and you guessed it the first book is called the friend zone if you're interested so life's too short is about Vanessa and Vanessa is kind of like a live life to the fullest type of person Uh, Her mother has some kind of genetic condition that we don't know about, and she's afraid that she'll get the same one. So she uh, doesn't, but she doesn't know if she has it. So she intends to live her life as much as possible, just in case on her own terms. But suddenly her half sister leaves her with the custody of her infant daughter. Oh, Uh, so now she's housebound and on mommy duty for the foreseeable future. And feeling completely out of her element like this was not planned at all then the last person she expects to come by and offer help is the unbelievably hot lawyer who lives next door adrian copeland because you know she barely knows him but as they get closer vanessa realizes that her carefree ways and his need for a structured plan can never be compatible for the long term oh but then again she should know better than anybody that life is much too short to fear taking the best and most important risk of all. And I am really looking forward to this because those of you who know me know I love Lisa Kleypas and I loved her um, I, I, Travis books. Mm-hmm. And one of, in one of the books, <clears throat> it, it's like the same premise, you know, she's left of the baby. Oh, yep. So, and, and it was one of my favorite, favorite books. So I'm very much looking forward to this. And this book comes out on April the 6th. This is Life's Too Short, The Friend Zone, number three, by Abby Jimenez. So I've always wanted, Yay. like, a romance. I've, I've always thought it'd be cool to, like, live the romance of meeting the neighbor and it being, like, a compatibility thing. And I oh. always love those romances with, like, where, <laughs> you know, somehow you and the neighbor or, the, the, you know, the, the two people meet, like, because of some circumstance. I think that's so great. All right, so this brings us to the end of our most anticipated books of April episode. Thank you to Sarah, Stacy, Melissa, Mika, and Natalia for a lot of fun discussion of books and just an overall great episode. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for all of her editing for each episode that you listen to and thank you so much to all of you who join us each week to hear us talk about great books if you would like to leave us a rating or a review you can do that on apple podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show not only does it tell us what you think but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book related podcasts Um, it kind of advances us in the google algorithm 
so I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.